Welcome in to another episode of the Money Call Podcast. I'm Samuel Bigelow, here with Gabby Mozipo, uh, back for week 14 of the NFL season, here to talk about uh, every game and each uh, and the spread for each game and tell you our picks and give you some of our, our insight on each game and just chat about uh, the NFL overall. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, welcome in, Gabby, and uh, thanks for being a part of this with me today. Yeah, how's it going, Sam? Glad to talk NFL. Glad to get the Friday evening off right. Yeah, it's going good. So, uh, good stuff there. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, if you've been following, you might be curious to know that uh, in our picks against the spread last week, we uh, both had not losing records. Uh, Gabby went nine three and one, crushed it. So Gabby's the Gabby's a hot hand to listen to right now for sure. Uh, I went six six and one pure mediocrity but uh overall still ahead of gabby by one game uh overall we're hitting at about 55 percent for the show overall but uh, i'm just ahead of gabby by one game so he gabby closed the gap last week um and yeah it'll be interesting down the down the stretch here uh yeah Sam, how, as, much, how many games are you up by me Bye. just one just one oh. but i am i am in uh i am in first place so <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, talk, uh, smack talk you can you can really have right now. I, mean, I didn't want to smack talk. I just wanted to make sure people understood after maybe the third team they might have mis- misheard you there. Uh, I see you wanted to make sure people understood you still hadn't passed me. <laughs> You're like, oh no, what if people think I'm in the lead? No, that'd be that'd be horrible. I I agree. Um, they do need to know you're the hot hand, but overall, don't uh, worry about it. Yeah, you know, I got the I got the lead there. So. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this week. It got competitive real quick. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, we'll see though. Um, the, the yeah, I think the hot hand's gonna keep going with me. So eventually, um, I'll take that first lead. But I'm excited to get into this week, Sam. So, um, what you got in store for us? Yeah, as uh, as always, we're gonna do our picks against the spread, um, and then we'll give you our best bets and survivor picks, um. Which I mean, if you're still doing that, good for you. Uh, these I feel like are probably more just for fun, but uh, hopefully somebody out there is using our picks and is still in there, uh, in their uh, survivor pool. But um, yeah, so let's uh, without further ado, we'll jump right into it. Um, first game on the docket here, we got Detroit, and and of course we missed the the Thursday night game. Oh, excuse me, we missed the uh, Thursday night game there, um, but. We have the rest of the slate still. So uh, looking at it to start off, we got Detroit minus three and a half coming into Chicago, uh, taking on the Bears. Uh, Gabby, since you uh, dominated last week, I'll let you lead us off and tell us what uh, what you think about this one. I think the this game's going to be really good, and I think Detroit should be able to cover at three and a half. But after looking at it a little bit further – you got to like what Justin Fields is really able to do on the offensive side of the ball. And three and a half, that's a trap number, I think, for me. I think Detroit is going to be able to win this game. I bet the money line here, minus 170, just take the safe here. But I do think Chicago is going to have a weird chance of covering here, or this is going to be a closer game. It's going to be a division home game for Chicago. And that DJ Moore, Justin Fields connection is real. Like some people were saying in the, the preseason, um, he might be breaking out here. 
DJ Moore had one of his greatest seasons as a wide receiver, and it seems to be coming to fruition. So I'm really excited to see what the Bears' offense is able to do. But I don't think it's going to be enough to win the game. But I do think they're going to be able to cover the three and a half. I think it's going to be a full field goal game. Yeah. Um, I, 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 are you saying you, you think it's going to be a, a field goal game? So I like, so you I like, like Chicago. You like Chicago. Okay. 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 I was a little bit confused there because you said the, um, uh, Detroit money line, but that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to be going the other way then. Um, I am all over Detroit here. Uh, I think last time that they played was kind of a fluke. I think Detroit potentially overlooked Chicago. Also hadn't seen Justin Fields play in a while, if I'm not mistaken, and he, I believe, returned in that game. Uh, I think Chicago is – is they're playing better than they, they started out the season playing, but uh, Miami, I think they really are feeling like they want to be hitting their stride here. I think they're going to come out with uh, – against a team they kind of know, and they're going to be playing with a fire uh, to really come out and beat them in Chicago. They know their season's over. I mean – they're playing for jobs. They're playing for contracts, of course. They're going to play hard, but Detroit's just playing for a little bit more, I think, and uh, I think they're going to come out and they're going to try to make a statement here, knowing that last time they played Chicago, they almost lost to them. Uh, so there's no way Detroit overlooks them this time. I think they come in and they play they play well, and I think uh, Detroit can play, can play any style of game. They can play on the road. They can play at home well. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Um, so I, I believe in Detroit going in, into Chicago and uh, winning even in a uh, close – in a division game, uh, I think they'll be able to win by a significant amount and cover the three and a half. So I'll be going the other way. But it'll be definitely a interesting one uh, since it'll be divisional. But I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit won by double g- digits, honestly. I think Detroit's like clearly a better team, and I think they go out there and handle business. Uh, but, Yeah. Another good game on the slate. We got our next one. We got the Rams coming into Baltimore to face the Ravens. Uh, this one's a bigger spread, which makes it interesting. The Rams are seven and a half point underdogs. Uh, this one I think is really tough. I think the Rams, they're playing for a chance to go to the playoffs. And Baltimore's playing for better better seating. So they're both playing for stuff. Um, personally, I'm going to go with Baltimore. Just because I'm so torn, I'm going with the, the best team who has a strong and clear motivation and they're at home, best team at home. Give me them minus seven and a half. Um, even though the Rams have a lot to play for and, and they can score. Uh, I just think Baltimore's defense is, is, is built different to use kind of a, a trope there. Um, and they're, they're really top tier. Um, and the Rams I think are tr- not truly talented enough to make a, a real run into the, into the playoffs or even to get into the playoffs. And I think they kind of, kind of show it here when they face a, a top a top class team but the rams they they might not be a top class in talent but they are their top class in coaching um and they have a, a really good quarterback obviously a guy i personally think is a hall of famer and some good offensive pieces so they can be tough for anybody but again i just don't think they can really uh compete against the top class team the spread's big but and that gives me pause but in that because of that pause i kind of just lean on like i said the Best team at home. So again, Baltimore minus seven and a half. But Gabby, what do you think about that one? For me, I gotta like Baltimore here coming off a bye week. You, you gotta like the rest they're gonna be able to get on this standpoint. And the Rams, they're beat up here a little bit. Puka Nakua just seems to keep getting new nicks and bruises that he plays through. And 
the Cooper Cup is always dealing through some pain. So I like the Ravens here at home. I'm be able to get after Matthew Stafford, uh, stopping Kyron Williams and his touchdown ability. And just it's going to be a dominant game here for the Ravens. And also, this is an NFC opponent. Lamar is, I want to say, either 17 or 18 in one versus NFC team. So it's pretty dominant. You're not able, if you don't see Lamar, you don't get to react to him. You don't know his tendencies. He's going to destroy you. So I like Lamar in this spot in the Ravens. Nice. Uh, great. Um, both agree there. Uh, next game. I mean, honestly, this slate is pretty interesting this week. Although, as I say that, I look beyond this game and it starts to go downhill fast. But um, anyways, another good game that'll be interesting this week, I think. Uh, or maybe maybe won't be if uh, C.J. Stroud plays the way he has been. But Houston coming into New York to face the Jets as three and a half point favorites on the road. Gabby, who are you taking here? This one, uh, yeah, I think it, it's kind of interesting the how low of a spread it is. But uh, what do you what do you think about this one? Taking Houston, don't care. Um, three and a half. That is kind of big. It's not as low as you think. Seeing the fact that this is probably going to be a lower scoring game, and Houston doesn't have the propensity to blow teams out. Really, um, the offense is pretty good, but they're banged up. Tank Dale's out. Um, obviously, and I guess the offensive line is coming back, but also Dalton Schultz is out as well. Brevin Joyner's hasn't been taking his place. So the offensive weapons for C.J. Stroud aren't as good as they were in the middle to beginning of the year, but C.J. Stroud's shown that he's going to be, obviously, officer of the year, but he's in the MVP conversation the way he's playing right now. So you got to take the Texans here, minus the points. Well, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. What I think is interesting about it is it's that it's gotten smaller. Um, and I'm surprised it's so small now. At the beginning of the week, it was closer to five and a half, um, and now it's at three and a half, which is a pretty pretty steep drop for um, for a game against the Jets, honestly. So that's that's what surprises me um, about the whole thing. I would have thought the line would actually increase it, uh, in the in favor of the Jets, making the Jets a bigger underdog, but. Um, yeah, it has gone the other way, making them a smaller underdog and making the uh, Texans more of a favor, which um, I, I'm surprised that the market has moved it that way. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm all over the Texans. I personally did get them earlier in the week at minus five and a half, so missed a little bit of an opportunity there. But like I said, I'm surprised it went this way. I'm really confident in the Texans in this one. I think the Jets there. They're struggling. They're definitely desperate, but I don't really know where they're going to turn. That's going to be uh, able to make a dent in a defense that's actually pretty solid in Houston. So um, they're definitely not facing any slouches. So they're not going to the Houston. The Jets aren't going to aren't going to do anything that's going to drastically change how they've been performing, in my opinion. So as long as Houston plays even like half as good as they have been. I think they definitely covered the three and a half. I think they covered five and a half. I think they get win by a touchdown. Uh, I was kind of surprised where the line was to start the week and even more surprised now. So I'm all, all, all over Houston. That's sometimes a bad sign that uh, Vegas is so uh, bullish the other way uh, against me, but um, I'm all over this one. I think the Houston Texans are going to dominate New York. So, uh, and me and Gabby agree. So that's another sign that's good. But uh, next game we got on the docket, we got the Colts coming into Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Uh, 
Colts are actually two uh, two point underdogs. Um, when I, if I'm not mistaken, they started the week as favorites. Um, they did. Uh, so that's a surprise to me as well um, that they're underdogs now. Gabby, do you have any have any thoughts on this one? Um, if you don't mind, could you go first? Um, I just want to get one piece of information before we go. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I I was just swinging to you because this is so surprising, the swing of the line here. But for me, I think it's a clear and obvious Colts win. I think the Bengals are probably boosted by how they performed against the Jaguars last week, which I, I personally is, think it's going to be an outlier. I don't have faith in Jake Browning to uh, perform on a week-in, week-out basis. And the Colts, they're surprisingly consistent and and definitely underrated. Um, and, I, and I think they go in and I think they can score on pretty much any defense. I'm not saying they're going to run up to score against anybody, but no defense is going to going to hold them I think completely down either the Colts they're efficient and their their defense I don't think it's been playing up to its full potential and and it's been playing pretty solid um so I think it has room for further uh growth I would say uh within the season um and so I'm all I'm all over Indianapolis the the Bengals defense is good but like I said Indy can score on anybody um I like the bank uh, the Colts as favorites I like I love the Colts as underdogs uh, I'd take the money line in a heartbeat here. I'd definitely take them with the two points uh, all over Indianapolis um, for sure. Gabby, uh, now it is your turn. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, for me here, I'm all over Indy too, but I just want to get my facts straight. So it looks like the Indy's pass defense has been improving here. I mean, from the film perspective, you would – it doesn't seem like it, but it, it does. It's been improving a lot from the outside after they took out Tony Brown. So I do like the Colts from here, but you got to give Jake Browning and that offense some props. It looks like they're able to continue to move the ball down the field. And when you have wide receivers like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, it's just get the ball in their hands and get out the way. At the beginning of that game, he went six for 28, and then he broke a long one for that 76-yard touchdown. And then after that, the defense had to respect his deep ball, and that just opened up the – medium so uh, part of the game for him so as long as you rely on him and Joe Mixon your studs I think you're going to be pretty good from the Cincinnati perspective but I don't think the defense from Cincinnati is as good as people really expect it's been 18th versus running backs and also from a wide receiver's perspective they are susceptible as well they are below average in that um, wide receivers as well. So they're not able to cover, not really able to stop the run. And I think um, Garner Mitchell has been able to show them the ability to swing out rock. So it's a short game too. Remember, Ohio, Indiana, they're touching. So I don't think it's going to be a long road trip for the Colts. So I like the Colts in this spot, but I do like the the over. I think this is going to be a high scoring game as well. 44 seems small to me. Um, so give me the Colts here. Awesome. Uh, another three agreements in a row. We'll see if we differ on this one. Uh, Carolina plus six coming into New Orleans to face the Saints. This one's a 38 and a half point over under. Not expected to be a barn burner by any means. Um, this one I'm kind of wishy-washy on. I feel really strongly that the uh, the Saints are going to win. And I, I think they're going to cover. And I'll, pro- I'll be picking them to cover. Um, but the six points... Yeah is a lot and it makes me a little nervous 
Um, I will say I just think that the Saints are better than Carolina in every way, which is really sad to say about Carolina because the Saints have uh, not the most talented team. They do have a lot of good players for sure, especially on defense, but um, they're not the most talented team. Uh, and 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 Carolina's awful. So, um, I I think Carolina. I don't think they really have a shot to compete. Um, their best bet is that it is a divisional rival, and they do know them. They played them already. Um, but I I think New Orleans comes in, and I think they they handle them. I don't think it's pretty, but I think they end up covering the six. Um, but yeah, Gabby, what do you think? I, I could definitely see it going the other way. I wouldn't be super confident in betting this one for sure. Yeah. For me, I got to agree with you here. That six points is going to be tough, but with a backup quarterback in Jameis in, um, I'm still going, I am still going with the Saints here because Panthers, that's a bad squad. What we saw last week, though, wasn't really anything's good that they put on paper. You thought they were going to be able to bounce back here from a coach, but they were not able to. And then from the Saints' perspective, um, Jameis and Derek Carr aren't going to be that big of a drop-off. Derek Carr has not been playing that well that uh, this year, sadly. So I do like the Saints here. I think the defense is going to be pretty smothering. So give me the Saints. Oh, yeah. Um, next one on the docket. Tampa Bay, plus two coming into Atlanta. For me, I think this one's pretty pretty easy to pick. I mean, it'll be, I think, a good game, but I'm all over Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is one of the most underrated teams in the NFL this year. Um, no, I don't think they're great. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I think they're super underrated. They've had a really tough schedule. They had a tough streak. They started out the season having a really easy schedule, and they were awesome. Um, I think they are kind of somewhere in the middle um, between that terrible and good streak, um, those two streaks. And and I think they are probably a more explosive, or I guarantee a more explosive uh, offense and probably a better offense overall than Atlanta. Um, and probably not as good a defense as the Falcons, but – I don't think the Falcons defense is so good that they're going to be able to stop the players like Mike Evans. Um, and, and, and he's been, he's been killing people all, all year. And I, I think he gets enough to, to beat the Atlanta defense, which Atlanta, they want to run the ball and that's Tampa Bay's. That's the one thing they really want to stop on defense. They really have big guys in the, in the D line in the middle. And, and so I think it kind of is a good matchup for Tampa Bay in that sense as well. Um, and Tampa Bay is, gets the two points is the icing on the cake. Um, so I'm all over Tampa Bay here. I like Tampa Bay at the money line. Um, this is a big game for both teams. If they want to go to the playoffs, they both are terrible. The division's terrible though. So both have a chance to win it. Um, yeah. So give me Tampa Bay also have the better quarterback, which is obviously makes a big difference in, in most games. So, um, yeah, all over Tampa Bay personally, where are you at with that one, Gabby? Yeah, for me, I got to be in agreement here with you. Tampa Bay, they've been keep losing games, but that's a good team over there. They keep playing good ball, and I do not think uh, Desmond Ritter is going to be the answer there for the Falcons. So I see a game that he fumbles on the horizon here, and this is going to be a big divisional matchup, and I think the Bucs are going to be up and ready to play. So 
give me the Bucks. And we have to remember, Falcons are number one versus running backs, but the Bucks are pretty good versus running backs as well, especially when Vita Bea is there. So I do not expect for the Falcons to be able to get much going on the run aspect. And if we, they demand, again, like I said earlier, Desmond ready to throw the ball, it's going to be bad things for the Falcons. Agreed, 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 agreed. All right, that's five agreements in a row, actually. So we'll see if we have a difference here. I'll let you start with this one, Gabby, but I will say uh, to start, not sure about the quarterback situation. It's going to be Jacksonville coming into Cleveland. Uh, Not sure about the quarterback situation for either team, to be honest. Um, Jacksonville is going to be underdogs here on the road. They're going to be three-point underdogs. Um, It's a 33-point over-under, so Vegas is not really counting on any QB to play well, at the very least, in this game. Um, and that's obviously a huge boon for Cleveland's defense, but um, and I'll definitely be taking Cleveland minus three points here, just because the defense obviously is a, a top top class defense uh, for sure. Clearly, top class is a is a legendary defense, um, and and it, it doesn't really matter which quarterback they have. I feel like, but um, not sure if it's going to be DTR or it's going to be Joe Flacco, personally not being in, that informed on the situation, but personally, if I had to make a, a, a guess, I'd guess it'd be Joe Flacco. Cleveland, I think, believes that they have a chance to compete for a Super Bowl this year. Um, I don't think they do because I don't think they have a good enough quarterback, but I think they believe it, and I think they're going to try to win. I don't think they're going to necessarily look to develop DTR, especially considering that no matter how good he is, they're going to have they're going to have Deshaun Watson next year for sure. So um, I think they'll play Joe Flacco. Um, I, I think they think he's more immediately good. And and as far as uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence on the other side, my latest thing I've seen is that he's going to be a game time decision, uh, which at the very least makes me think he's probably not going to play great against the Cleveland defense. And I think if Jacksonville's smart, they'll sit him. Um, they might need to. I haven't looked at the playoff bracket. I don't know how big, how crucial of a game this is for them. Um, but I could very, very likely see them sitting him um, just knowing that if he plays, he has a chance to get kind of shellacked against this Cleveland defense. So all those factors together, I'm going to go with Cleveland um, minus three, but um, very unclear what the quarterback situation is going to be. If Trevor Lawrence came out and was going to play, that might change my opinion. But like I said, if he's a game time decision, I'm still feeling like it's just not going to be, he's not going to be ready to face a legendary defense like Cleveland. But what do you think, Gabby? Yeah, for me, I'm just going to go Cleveland no matter what. I think the three is safe. And if it's Beathard or if it's Lawrence, this defense is going to be pretty dominant. So give me the – give me Cleveland minus the points. DTR, Joe Flacco, I think they're just going to run the ball versus the Jags. And if that's, that doesn't work, I think the Jags are going to let up um, some passing yards to either quarterback because their pass defense is not good, as we saw last week. Um so give me the Browns. All right. Another agreement. Uh, maybe we'll change this time now that we're going into the afternoon slate of game, games. Um, first one on the docket, we got Seattle plus 13 coming into San Francisco. Um, this game has a 46.5 point over-under, so much more high scoring than the previous or expected to be. Uh, Gabby, which way are you going with this one? Yeah, I gotta go with the 49ers, man. 
I can't do it anymore. You think a divisional game it might be closer, but they're the Seahawks are going to be on the road, and this is I think it's going to be a bad game. Geno Smith is questionable to play this week, so if you even if they have Drew Lock in, I think the 49ers are just going to be able to run the ball. Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are also questionable this week. They both have been logging limited practices, so I don't like what I'm seeing out of Seattle. 49ers, on the other hand, are just continuously roll teams and are at home and are relatively healthy. So, give me the Niners. Um, I'm on the other side there. I'm going to go Seattle, especially plus 13, and a half, uh, 13 points. Um, I just think I, I just think that Seattle finds a way to keep it close and still lose. That's basically the gist of it. I, I This game is huge for Seattle and not huge for San Francisco. I mean, I guess – I guess it's pretty big for San Francisco still trying to get the uh, first round by and the, the number one seed in the NFC, but um, it's not as big. I don't think, I don't think they have as big. A, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the standings. I'll be honest, but I do think that this game is a bigger game for Seattle uh, psychologically. And I think that'll play a factor in just keeping it close. Um, so. All right, welcome back into the Money Call podcast. Uh, sorry about the adru- uh, abrupt uh, stoppage there. We uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, and mainly due to me not pay- paying attention. So uh, much apologies there. Um, we were talking about Seattle versus San Francisco. Seattle, as we had mentioned, were thirteen point underdogs. Uh, Gabby was on San Francisco. I'm on Seattle, and of course, that was uh, much less time uh, in between us talking about it. Um, for you guys and it actually was but um i was saying something to affect the effect of seattle um i just think they keep it close here in a game that matters to them psychologically i think they have a little bit of a boost um don't know exactly where we left off there so just wanted to uh reiterate that just psychologically i think it matters a little bit more to them and that's kind of why i think they keep it within the 13 um so yeah anyways we'll move on to our next game now uh, we got Minnesota coming into Las Vegas. Uh, Minnesota's three-point underdogs with Josh Dobbs. Uh, I, I'm personally, I'm on Minnesota. I think they're a much better team than and than the Raiders. Um, I think Josh Dobbs. I, I don't. I kind of know. Don't know why uh, the Vikings, or at least talked about consider considering replacing him as the starter. Um, I personally, I think he's pretty good. I think they might as well go with him. I mean, I guess they could be just trying to tank for a better pick, but if they're trying to win games, he's definitely the guy. And I definitely think he's better than Aiden O'Connell. Um, I don't think the Raiders have much going for him other than a couple of, of course, uh, key uh, star pieces. But um, three points is not enough for me to take the Raiders. Give me the Vikings. Uh, Gabby, what do you think about this one? Yeah, for me. I got to, sadly, got to agree. I don't like Aiden O'Connell in this spot at all. The Raiders have shown an, uh, not an ability to use their weapons effectively in Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And I don't like to see this continuing. I like the Vikings being able to keep their playoff hopes alive while the Raiders, whatever slim chances they have, beating Knicks this week with a bad loss to the Vikings. And Vikings fans travel. This this game is in Vegas. 
I I like it to be rocking for Minnesota. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, well, it's all good that we agreed there because we had actually just broken our six-game agreement streak with our last picks um, in the Seattle-San Francisco game. So we were back on the agreeing ways, but um, we at least had broke it previously. But anyways, Buffalo coming into Kansas City should be a really good game. Buffalo is one-point underdogs. Kansas City kind of uh, unimpressive in their last week's game against Green Bay. Um, Gabby, what do you think about this one? Yeah, for me, after (laughs) – I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City here. I think Josh Allen, he plays his best games versus Kansas City, but he always tends to do that in a loss. And I like Kansas City here on the uh, at home. They are losing Pacheco. I think that's going to be a big part of their offense. But I like Kansas City being able to just move the ball up and down, even run them ball. I think Jarek McKinnon and CEH might have a pretty good day. I don't know who you want to pick there. But I would lean Jarek McKinnon, but that's going to be a tough choice. I think McKinnon is going to have more of the touchdown equity. So um, that's why I lean that way. But I think Mahomes is going to be a get-right spot for him. If there was ever an opponent to get him his juices flowing, it's got to be the Bills. I think the that rivalry where they keep talking about the, the Bills being the second team to them, even though it's probably should have been the Bengals in reality, um, I think that's going to get Mahomes going. I think that's going to get him back into a group. I think he's going to have a pretty big game here. So give him Mahomes and the Chiefs minus one. Uh, I think I'm going to go the other way. I think this one's going to be really close. Um, It's very tough, but I think Buffalo is just absolutely motivated. Um, And I think both teams have had slides a little bit that they're dealing with. Buffalo's is started a little bit earlier, and I think they've done more to come out of it by this point than the Chiefs have, which is kind of their slide has happened a little bit later in the season, haven't quite had that time. I think when it's all said and done with the season, I think we'll think the Chiefs had a better season. I think they'll go farther in the playoffs and all that. I don't think the Bills are going to go that far. But I think this is the last ditch ever in the game that the Bills um, have some knowledge of the other team or strong past knowledge of the other team. Not that the Chiefs don't, but uh, I think the Bills can prepare for it and I think they're going to be ready and they're going to know how desperate of a game it is and they're going to be ready for that. It's a 49 point over under. Um, and I think that the Bills are going to be the ones who. Um, I think the Bills are kind of used to having this lack of weapons that they they're going to play with, and the and the Chiefs they uh, they're kind of not quite used to it yet. It seems they quite, kind of haven't quite figured out all the uh, how to deal with it this season. And then they're also losing Pacheco. So um, I, for me, it's, I think it's going to be a Bills victory, but it's very close. Not one that I'll be writing home about, uh, writing telling everybody to uh, to bet. But um, yeah, give me Buffalo. So. Uh, Last game in the afternoon spread here. We got another one that I think is pretty interesting. We got Denver coming into Los Angeles to face the Chargers. Denver is two and a half point underdogs. That's one's surprising to me. Um, I don't think LA is a good team at all. And I think Denver is starting to be uh, come a, a, a solid force in the, in the NFL uh, this season. And I, I think they, obvi- they obviously lost to Houston, but Houston's may- each week, maybe showing us they're better and better than we expected. Um, and, and I think Denver's a good team and they, they didn't get blown out or anything against Houston. And I think the chargers are not. So I think Denver, I think they, while I think it's a close game, 
Uh, I think Denver definitely wins the slog. That's kind of how they want to play. And I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to score a bunch of points on them. They've they've looked not good at all recently, the Chargers. And I, I don't expect them to pull it out here against a really well-coached team that I think is just better than them overall. So, um, And on top of it, on top of it all, Denver has the points. So for me, I'd be taking Denver at the money line. I'm taking Denver plus two and a half. Uh, I love Denver in this game. Uh, I just don't I, – I just can't imagine betting on the Chargers at this point in the season. I don't know what would make you think that they're playing well right now or can beat a team that's uh, good and competent. In the, in the, and the Broncos are actually – they're good and competent. So, yeah, I, I'm all over the Broncos this week. What do you think, Gabby? For me, oh, this is a tough one, man. There's, But I'm going with the Chargers. Like, I think they're going to find their groove. They're going to fight for what's left in the tank. I think this is a good team in a divisional matchup where the Broncos just lost their hot streak, as you may know. Um, I think Justin Herbert is going to be able to come back and get things going. I think Eckler reports are coming out that he's not going to be able to run the ball as much or they're going to give opportunities to other running backs such as Josh Kelly. But I think the Chargers are going to be able to basically lock down what Russell Wilson is doing, which is a short game, and make this a low-scoring affair, but Chargers are going to be able to eke it out. So give me the Chargers minus two and a half. Okay. Well, that's two disagreements in a row, starting a new streak, so that's always fun. Um, but, yeah, we're going into the Sunday night game here. Um, and, of course, we still got two more Monday night games, which is abnormal. Um, but two, uh, we got our Sunday night game here. We got Philadelphia coming into Dallas, which is like the first time I've ever been excited for an NFC East game to be on primetime. Um, Philadelphia is three and a half point underdogs, which I guess I guess is fair after what happened in San Francisco uh, or against San Francisco. It was in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, three and a half point underdogs are the Eagles. Um, Dallas at home for me. I'm going to be on the Eagles here. I, I I just don't believe in Dallas to win big games. Um, I just don't believe it yet. I think the Eagles have experience in big games. And while I don't think they have the, had the, the most experience or the toughest schedule, uh, I think they've played in a big, and had success in a few more big games and, and know what it's like to get it done. And I don't think that Dallas is uh, – I don't think Dallas is able to do that. And Philadelphia also is coming off a big loss against San Francisco, ultra-motivating. Dallas, I think, is bad when they're told they're the team that's favored or expected to win, and they're expected to win in this one, of course, by Vegas. Uh, so give me Philadelphia plus three and a half. Uh, but it'll definitely be a really good game. And and part of the reason I'm picking Philadelphia is that they are getting the points here, but I would be uh, picking them at the money line as well. Uh, but Gabby, what do you think about this one? Damn, this is a new trend because I'm going with them boys. Give me the Cowboys here. My three and a half. Dak destroys the Eagles here. The secondary has been really bad. And what mm-hmm. has Dak been doing? Cooking a lot. Minus three and a half Dak. I think it was his first loss versus the Eagles in quite some time. I think maybe ever, if not in the last three years, he dominates the Eagles and he's playing. So that is a key part of that. And I think this is going to be his redemption tour here at home. It's going to be a big game for the Cowboys. If they have any hope of getting the division, they need to win this game. So I think they're going to be able to do that. But um, 
they're going to come in motivated and they're going to come in Eagles after a bad loss. I think it's going to be a route for them boys. Give me them minus three and a half. Well, well, yeah, it is a little bit of a new streak then. Um, all right. Well, how about our next one? We got Tennessee uh, versus Miami in the first Monday night game. Well, I mean, they're starting at the same time, the two Monday night games, which is absolutely ridiculous. I hate that shit. Um, but anyways, uh, the two Tennessee or the Tennessee uh, game. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, Tennessee coming into Miami as 13 point underdogs. What do you think about that game, Gabby? I'm going with Miami. They seem to route opponents. That's why the line is going to be so big here. And Miami's defense has been really good this last couple of weeks. Um, been able to get after the quarterback and create turnovers since Jalen Ramsey's return. So give me Miami, and they're just going to be able to, to run the rock and control this game from start to finish. Yeah, I'm I'm totally in agreement with you. I don't have much of a insight on this one or analysis because it is 13 points, so it's really kind of taking a guess. Obviously, everybody thinks that Miami's a better team than Tennessee, but like you said, Miami rolls over some bad teams. They've been doing it all season, and and right now they're playing with absolute confidence, and there's uh, I don't there's not a lot of reason for me to think that they would be slowed down against a poor Tennessee team that is especially poor in their secondary, which um, we've seen some secondaries for sure get exploited this year by Tyreek Hill. So I uh, don't have any reason to think that would be any different. Um, so yeah, give me Miami as well. Um, so cool. Uh, next and final game, the second of the Monday night games. Uh, at least for us, the second one. We got Green Bay coming into New York uh, to face the Giants. Uh, that'll be the, I think the second, yeah, the second game in uh, in two days in the in MetLife. Um, but yeah, it'll be Giants Packers. Uh, Packers six and a half point favorites. Uh, Thirty sec, uh, thirty six and a point and a half point uh, over under. Um, so not supposed to be a high scoring game. Um, uh, for me. I'm all over the Packers here. I think the Packers are starting to show themselves as a, a playoff team. I don't think they're going to go super far in the playoffs, but I think they're going to maybe make some noise in the first couple rounds. Um, and I think that this is when they kind of get to start proving that against them. They have a pretty weak ske- uh, schedule stretch here. Um, and I think they show that. And I think they, they just come out and they, they dominate a couple teams um, to close out the season and uh, get that momentum in the playoffs. And like I said, give some, make some noise in the first and second round. Maybe don't quite make it to the second or whatever, but I think they, they at least give it uh, a team, a really tough, a really tough game. Um, probably as the wild card. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all over green Bay here, but uh, minus six and a half, definitely think they cover a touchdown, but Gabby, what do you think? Are we going to end on agreement or are we going to end with uh, a difference here? Yeah, for me, I, I sorry, I keep saying that. I gotta think that it's gonna be the Packers. Um, they are, so we're gonna be agreeing. They are just gonna be here f- with a playoff hunt, and I think for the the Giants, Devito, he's been playing pretty well as of lately. But I think this Packers defense is gonna be able to get to him in that poor offensive line, and it's gonna be a rough day for Saquon. So give me the Packers. Nice. Well, yeah, I think we only have like five or six differences in the whole slate, which is crazy. So, um, yeah, either if you're if you're listening to us this week, you're either going to probably you're either going to kill it or you're going to do terrible. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to we have very much agreement here. So 
Uh, that'll be interesting to see how it goes for us this week. But we've been winning, so I have no reason to think that'll change. Um, but yeah, best bets. Uh, I'll just go ahead and start here real quick. Um, number one for me this week, I love Detroit uh, minus three and a half over Chicago. Um, I totally think the last time they played was a fluke in Detroit overlooking them. I really love the Detroit to cover there. Um, my second favorite, Detroit, uh, Denver plus two and a half against the Chargers. I just think the Chargers are a defeated team. And I really think that the, the Broncos have started to get something going there. Uh, so with the points, give me a two and a half uh, with Denver. So love that one. Uh, Tampa Bay plus two against uh, Atlanta. Um, that's my third one. I think in this divisional game, Tampa Bay is super underrated. Atlanta maybe given a little bit too much credit for being the divisional winner or leader, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, going to be Tampa Bay plus two. Uh, fourth, Indianapolis plus two against Cincinnati. have no idea why Indianapolis would be the underdog in this game. Love Indianapolis here. Uh, definitely give me them plus the two points. Um, and then number five, Cleveland minus three against Jacksonville. Uh, just think that Cleveland is the definitely the superior defense. Definitely going to have some quarterback issues on both sides this week. Um, so it's probably just going to be super run heavy. And I think Cleveland slogs it out to get the win. So give me Cleveland minus three is my fifth. Uh, but Gabby, what about you? What are your, what are your best bets for this week? Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with, I'm going with the Cowboys. That's going to be one of my best bets of the week. I like them at minus three. Going to be a dominant one there for them. Number two, I'm going to go with the Texans. I really like the Texans here at minus three and a half. The money line, it's uh, this line, as you said earlier, it's been shrinking, but I do like the Texans. And then honestly, I might tease this down the Niners, but I, I like the minus thirteen. I think even with if it's Gino or Drew Lock, Gino's going to be limited mobility wise. And that defensive front has been dominant. So give me the Niners. It's gonna be my top three. Nice. How about uh, how about your survivor picks this week? Niners number one. If you still have them, that'd be pretty surprising. Packers this week are just gonna be pretty good. That would be prop be the one that's gonna be the most common. Ravens at number three, and then. I do like the Saints too. So if you have, now would be the time to use them. Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of what you said there. My my number one and two uh, of ones that are I believe are pro- are likely potentially or likely potentially. Uh, that's a funny way to put it. Um, likely or potentially available uh, would be Green Bay over New York and New Orleans over Carolina, which is what you mentioned, Gabby. So those are my top two that. I think might be available. A third one to mention in that category would be Denver over the Chargers. Um, I think Denver wins that game on the road. Um, so that one I think is likely available to you as well. Um, and then the last one that is, as you as you mentioned earlier, a couple as well, some that are probably not available to you, but maybe, um, which I think I would love, is Detroit over Chicago. Um, that one I think is there's a slight chance it's available to you, which is why I mention it. But um, probably not. But if it is, I love that one. Um, honestly, probably equally on par with the Green Bay one. Um, so honestly, I'd probably save the Detroit one and 
and go Green Bay. Or actually, you know, honestly, other way around, uh, Green Bay has a great, uh, super easy schedule moving forward. But yeah, so that's going to be it for our whole slate of stuff for this week. Of course, we covered our picks against the spread, best bets, and survivor pool picks. But um, it is great to have done another episode this week with you, Gabby. Um, sorry to our listeners that it's a little bit later in the week than normal, but we definitely gave you enough time to get your info before Sunday. So I think it'll be all good, but, um, yeah, appreciate you doing this with me, Gabby, any final words for any listeners before we, uh, take off. None for me this week. All righty. Well, if anybody listening likes the podcast, definitely like subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, Appreciate it, and uh, best of luck on your bets.